Hello and welcome to SPS Unscripted, a podcast between two friends who have never met, living in opposite ends of the UK, connected by a rare neurological disease called Stiff Person Syndrome. Our journey to soul sisterhood started via messages, supportive messages, which has now grown into a wonderful journey of empathy, encouragement and learning to live the best version of ourselves. Join your hosts, L&M, for some cosy chit-chat, pour yourself a drink, make yourself comfortable as we discuss all things life. Hello and welcome to today's episode where we discuss something we all do and need, which is sleep. It's a biological phenomenon, it's still not fully understood, and yet today we will be discussing how important it is, um, particularly restorative sleep, but also rest and relaxation for overall well-being. Um, so I've got my lovely friend at the other end. I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks um, face to face. It's so nice to see you this morning. How are you, Lindsay? Good morning. I am good. It was um, a little bit of a, a poorly couple of weeks, wasn't it, where mm-hmm. I needed to take a break from that. So we we always hold that in mind, don't we, that we press pause. <laughs> and as you said, I am making an executive decision, Lindsay, that um, we're taking a break. Let your body just settle back down. And here we are again, discussing all things sleep. Fabulous sleep. And I think that rest and relaxation was much needed by both of us, as you see. Mm. Um, So, and it's allowed us to come together today by just taking note that our bodies were not in a place and our minds, our minds were tired too. So taking that moment to just pause and say, nope, this isn't happening this week. Um, Let's just rest, relax, go into our space of almost a meditative state and just allowing life just to flow and that has allowed for today to take place so I did have to pull all my tools out of my toolbox like everything that I've been you know learning and teaching myself over the last three years like everything Mm -hmm. back down to basics um and it was hard it was hard so it was just pulling in the um the accumulation of of everything from meditation to sitting on the step outside to breathing, just being silent, um, having a little bit of a cry, releasing emotions, um, physically trying to help myself with a little bit of movement, but not pushing too hard because too much movement, as you know, can be just as harmful on an SPS body as not enough so you don't move you go stiff mm-hmm. you do move and then you know you've got all those those firing of, of the muscle fibers and things too much of that intensity has a knock-on effect strangely enough on the brain and then overactive mind a very fatigued mind and you would think when you're very fatigued you would sleep no <laughs> no it's like the adrenaline punch you know punches and pushes and it's just firing and off it goes and you know I am led there in my bed thinking will I ever sleep again 
I think I can um, connect there and I'm sure that um, many of the listeners um, will be able to connect. Can I just press pause for a moment and say thank you so much to everyone that has been tuning in? Lindsay and I thought perhaps we would have an audience of one or two, <laughs> perhaps one of those being a family member, but this this yes. podcast the, the, um, seems to be growing and we're having feedback and I just want to take a moment to um, to say thank you to three people who contacted me yesterday um, with some lovely feedback, two who do not have SPS, um, but have other health conditions and they have tuned in and they've listened and they've said that they can really relate. Um, so thank you so much for that. It really means a lot. And I know it means a lot, probably means a lot to you as well, Lindsay. Um, Absolutely. Just to receive that feedback. So thank you. Um, so yes, sleep. <laughs> well, I think, um, as you say, it's, it's been a, a tough couple of, of, um, weeks, um, and trying to find a place to, to allow our bodies to come back into a rhythm. And, you know, I talk a lot about my circadian rhythm and trying to get that back into sync because one night of bad sleep just pushes the cortisol for me. Um, which we know, you know, sleep is a biological phenomenon. It is important for mind, body, um, for, you know, psychological thought. Um, it has a massive impact. And without it, we realise the, the, um, how it can negate health, um, health credits, health benefits. So when we sleep, we have this bounty of health on a plate yes. to us every single night, <laughs> but yet it can be one of the most difficult things to actually to do in a well-being um, process, a well-being journey, perhaps. Isn't it strange, though, that we all need it, <laughs> we all do it, but there is so little known about it. But what we do know is toxins are purged, and cells are replenished. So that's like the two most important things. So if you already have disease activity in the body, no matter SPS or any other disease, how much more poorly that is going to make you feel. So I absolutely agree with everything that you're saying, you know, and how do we do that? Because the more pressure you put on yourself of, I need to sleep, I mm -hmm. need to sleep, because I'm going to continue to feel very unwell if I don't sleep. The more pressure you put on yourself, the less likely it is that you're going to smoothly go off into the land of Nod. So I know I have a sleep routine that I do my best to adhere by. Um, and you do too, don't you, Em? Mm -hmm. so, I, I do. Mm -hmm. I've, I have a difficulty in relation to if I do not sleep um, or I don't have restorative sleep. and I'd, So there is, you know, the quality and the quantity. It's about striking that balance as well. Absolutely, yes. So I can go from really struggling to sleep where my body will only go into 10 minutes of sleep and I start till the week. Um, and some of that, I know we've touched upon um, um, in our private conversations as, as, as friends and not on the podcast is my, my issues with central sleep apnea. But let's park that aside for today. That can be problematic, but it's also this rhythm. 
where my body um, will go into a 10, 10 minutes of sleep and, I, and then I'll start all, and that will continue on. Um, and that, that can happen for a couple of nights until I really have to work hard throughout the day of being in such a restful state. And that can mean being in my pyjamas. So perhaps I've got dressed that day and my body is like, I just don't like this. I don't feel good. I'm feeling exceptionally tired. I'm sweating. Um, you know, my body's working really, really hard. My blood sugars are in my boots and I'm not diabetic. I'm hypo, you know, I have hypoglycemia and we often talk about me running for the smoothies, but trying to avoid that fast acting sugar. And that is something that um, lack of sleep has an impact upon is regulating blood sugars. Um, so for someone who has diabetes or indeed hypoglycemia, it, it's, it has a knock-on effect. So then the body's dipping and diving all day. Um, and so I, I often find myself having to pop back into my pyjamas and it, it may very well be that I need to go back to bed and just lie um, and allow my body to just go into a very relaxed meditative state and that's where the mindfulness and the relaxation and the meditation and the ASMR has to come into place. And eventually, because this, oh, sorry, oh, sorry darling, no, I was just okay. going to say, <clears throat> you're not going to bed as in to sleep, you're going to bed to allow your body just to go into a replenishment mode. Yes, absolutely. Because I think if if you're constantly in and out of sleep during the day, that can be another reason as to why you're not able to sleep at night during the night. Absolutely. And I think um another another point when you you know you pointed out, Lindsay, which is um really important, is the brain the brain is such a strange and magnificent organ, but um the brain can attach itself to the bed it can change its its process of thinking that the bed is when you don't sleep sorry that the bed is a place not for sleep (laughs) if you are lying awake all the time so it will not necessarily think I'm in bed and I'm going to sleep um and therefore that just adds into the cycle but it's very difficult when you're in a chronic fatigue spiral and I know we both recorded our monologues on chronic fatigue the synchronicity there again (laughs) (laughs) oh I love it it honestly it just makes me laugh it really makes me smile um because neither of us knew that we were recording fatigue um in the monologues um but with the the um the chronic fatigue cycles is that you do require bed rest but medical professionals understandably are saying try not to have you know, prolonged periods of bed rest. And I imagine that that's part of the cycle, that, and deconditioning. But, um, so it's very difficult to strike that balance some days. And I think another thing is, is I know within my journey, certainly, and, and sharing it with you and sharing it with others, there's so much contradictory evidence, um, material on this. So you think, okay, I'll, I'll try it this way. And then you read something else and it tells you not to do that. So you think, oh, mm. holy smoke, I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> that I keep think, I think it is coming onto a path of your own personal journey and bringing into that environment in your journey of your bedroom, for instance. Yes. 
bring into that bedroom everything that brings peace to your heart. So for one person, it could be candles, twinkly lights. It could be no no lighting at all. I'm talking about relaxing the body down before you even entertain sleep. and bring that environment around you you know like you said the bed can start to become a place really that you almost dread going to because you're like I need to sleep but I can't sleep Mm -hmm. um so make that environment as beautiful as relaxing as cozy as possible maybe a little bit of whether it's spa music jazz music classical music you know meditation music really bring that ambiance into your bedroom sleep time like two hours before bed if you can no computers no phones no we were talking yesterday when we about blue blue light the effects of that um and I often find fresh air coming into the bedroom as well at night that helps just bring it all bring it all down bring it all down let everything calm into center whatever it is whatever it looks like for you um, and I also think as well, you know, material of bedding, clothing that you're wearing at bedtime, you know, everything, bring it just a real, it's almost like a pamper session every it night, is. isn't it? That that routine. Mm-hmm. But it's different for everyone. So as you say, there's different information here, different information there. Oh, listen to Lindsay saying all of this stuff. That's not really what I'm into. And that's okay. Find your own way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And as I say to you, you do you. Yes. So, you know, whatever it is for you. I mean, that's kind of like my bedroom space, how it is for me. And then all the lights go out and my earphones go in. And it's generally something of information that serves me. So my thought process as I'm going into sleep is one coming from a positive state of mind. So after I've done my my nighttime gratitude, so when the lights go out, nighttime gratitude, which is the same in the morning of thank you for my legs, thank you for my lungs, thank you for my heart, thank you for this day. And then my earbuds go in. And like I said, something that is of service to me, so something of positivity, upliftment, but calm, nothing that's going to like excite my brain and my body. And then go into sleep for those first couple of hours that I do go into sleep because at the moment I'm waking at half two and then like, mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's broken sleep from there on in. Um, but for those for those hours, I am going into a sleep of a positive mindset. Don't overload your brain with, you know, like, um, these films that are really quite gruesome or the news. Don't, don't read the news. Don't watch the news. Don't do that before bed, mm-hmm. you know, but reach for those things that really, really feed your soul, calm your heart and make you feel good. Settle your mind. Another thing is this eating before bed. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Um, I don't know what it is with with you and I am, but these gastric issues, acid reflux, I know we've both been working on not to eat past five, six o'clock. But then obviously when we don't sleep, and as you say, like with the hypos and things, it's it's like finding that that, that balance. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and also not drinking at a certain time before bed. We are women of a certain age and we will need to get up and tinkle. <laughs> we do. We do. You know? <laughs> so what does your nighttime routine look like? Because that's pretty much me. Oh, and the other thing is, you know, I <laughs> probably drive, drive you simple with it, but my skin, um, I can't cope with my skin. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to get, the, you know, the, the stubble off my legs, off my skin. Um, because that can get me into a, into a dreadful pickle and cause awful pain and, you know, terrible uh, restless legs and shooting pains and things. So that is another thing. And when the fatigue is heavy and hard, when I am not able to attend to that, there is then something else that causes trouble with, with sleeping. So I think that's pretty much like the picture for me, what I'm focusing on at the moment and what I have done for, for quite some time. So where are you, like your routine? What does that look like? So, well, my routine is it, slightly different, as you know. Um, my routine actually really starts a, f- a good few hours before bedtime because I have a very busy mind. And old habits die hard and adrenaline really the the adrenaline button, if there is one, but there must be one inside me, um, it gets pushed. And I need to be very, very careful that that adrenaline button is not pushed. And therefore, I I have to be really present with myself and start to uncouple from um, the inner critic. Because, you know, um, if if she is allowed to run amok, then my bedtime routine is one that can extend till after midnight. Um, so my preparation is usually that I try to make sure that I have the children's lunches ready, or if I know that I'm I don't have the energy to make sandwiches, or if it's something warm that they're going to be having that day, then I know that just getting the snacks out. But what I have learned from this, and it's quite important, is you know to, to start asking for help, um, to say, go and grab your own snacks. <laughs> you know, you're all old enough. And they're great. And they'll be like, okay. Um, and getting things looked out, so they're vitamins, and, and knowing that I'm, I'm still fulfilling a role. And you think, well, what's that got to do with sleep and, and a sleep routine? But for me, my mind would not uncouple from knowing that I haven't at least attempted that. Because where I am at present, I'm struggling to get up in the morning to be part of their daily routine. Um, but a beautiful friend told me, just smile. And my, my morning routine is, you know, a smile and I love you. Have a wonderful day. Have a great day. And I I, I shut down that inner critic in the morning um, and say to her, well, I'm going to be there at the evening. So you can just, you know, you're grounded for today. You just go away. Um so my, my, as I say, my, my routine really starts from around six o'clock and it's a gentle movement around the house with, yes, with, you know, noise, family noise. But I, I've learned to be able to create this inner silence and the, the enjoyment of slow movement, because before I would have been going to hen a dozen. So just slowly allowing my body, the adrenaline to start to to. Um, to come down in my body. And I think, you know, when we talk about this biological concept is is the serotonin then, I think, starting to be released to allow the melatonin so I start to feel tired. So from there, I will um, 
go into my room um, and whether it's a shower, I am starting to embark upon a bath again, but that really was fatiguing me and that did not allow for sleep. <laughs> it caused me to, you know, as you say, wake with um, a horrible sensation several times throughout the evening. So, but when I'm having my shower, it's a mindful, a, a moment of mindfulness. So instead of scrub, scrub, scrub and rush, 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 like the old, um, it's very much enjoying the feeling of the, the um the the bubbles enjoying the feeling of the loofah or the massage you know um tool that I use in for um the shower enjoying my skin routine if I have the energy you know the, this is this is on a good day of course enjoying that feeling the massage in my face feeling the tension coming out of my face it really is a moment of just being with myself mm. um different from being with myself throughout the day this is come on now you know, you've done well today. It's time for rest. Um, the lights are low, as you say. The lights, I, I have a, um, a battery candle and then I have a small night light um, just to help with the vestibular <laughs> or, or else, you know, there might be furniture and things on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so just enough enough light to push the vestibular but not excite it, as you say, you know. Um and into my jammies, bedding and jammies are, are very important for me. I've spoken to you about this with um, needing cotton. Um, yes. Ladies of a certain age, um, <laughs> night flushings. <laughs> Whoa, we could do three podcasts on that, I think. Um, so, yes, yeah, so being aware of the materials, cotton, cotton bed sheets are, are um, for me and um, pyjamas. And keeping everything low, low light. Um, the other part of that as well, it, Lindsay, is I, I think I said to you, I had the two 10 o'clock tenors that would come in every night to have their chat yes. with me. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'm winding down. What is it? And they're like, you know, because they they have healthy bodies. But even so, they should be winding down at that time as well, you know. Um, and since then, we've we've now got the eight o'clock tenors <laughs> coming oh, in <laughs> to have a wee chat. Or I will say, you know, I, I'm now settling down for rest. I'm now settling down for bed. Is there anything that anyone needs from me before? So, you know, I'm making it very clear to everyone, unless there's an emergency, this is this is me working down. And they appreciate that although it looks as though I'm lying in my bed awake for two hours, they understand it can take about three or four hours for my body and my mind to synchronise so that the busy mind uncouples from anything that, that it was bothering it that day, um, uncouples from the old um, who thinks, well, the washing basket's not empty and this is not done and that's not done. And it, and it seems strange you know, five years down the line, I'm still having to have that inner dialogue, but I am. Well, if you think, though, um, I mean, we're, you know, 40 and a little bit. Yes, and Lindsay, that's... can I just stop you there? No, what, because... what I'm trying, what I, <laughs> no, trying no. To, <laughs> what I was trying to say was, we have had four decades mm-hmm. of training our brains to think with the inner critic Mm -hmm. so where you say these past five years for instance um you have been working on you know shushing that inner critic five years really isn't that long when it's four 40 years of you know that 
that constant grilling in your head. And um, when, I don't know whether it was day before yesterday, I'd said to you that I was trying to use this new analogy that I'd heard someone speak about with regards to treat your brain. So not so much as um, coming down on her, that inner critic, and trying to push her away and shush her, but console her as um, a naughty child. You wouldn't you wouldn't berate and and, and yell at a at a naughty child, would you? You'd say, "Come to me, my darling. Come sit. Let's see what's going on here." You know. Be, be the one with the wisdom, as I said to you, you know, be the grandparent to your inner child in your mind and give her that reassurance, share your wisdom of what you know now, you know, and let her be, be calm and peaceful after she's had her tantrum and acted out, you know, and <sighs> I am so on this journey right now with trying to do that because Lindsay's brain can... Um, for instance, there was a letter that came through the post this week, as you know, Em, yeah. that I've discussed with you with some information in it. And my poor wee brain, it was off and it was gone. And it was really, really giving, you know, giving me a hammer in. And I just got myself into such a state. So I had to just sit quietly and say, OK, come on, little Lindsay, what's going on in here now? Um look at this letter and just say, well, isn't that interesting the way you've responded to that? It's okay. And be that confidant, your best friend, your grandma, all at the same time rolled into one and just, you know, as opposed to hush, be quiet and be quite stern, be like, come on, it's okay. It's okay. But, um, very much a learning curve and I am so like I said on this journey of trying my best to speak to myself this way. Yeah I, I couldn't agree with you more and I've just been listening to you there and um, well you know my husband's from the Far East and you know we often speak of Eastern, Eastern approaches um, versus Western and the the Eastern approach to the mind-body and has always been one of connection, that the mind and the body are one. And whereas the Western approach is, is that we have psychiatry and then we have physical health. And they, they do not couple, but I think they're beginning to realise now, well, I, I know we are on a journey and I'm not being demeaning. And my um, knowledge, I would say, is very in, in the, the, um, the category of laity, um, is that they're beginning to realise that, that there is a, a strong connection between mind and body, and mm. particularly the gut being your second brain. Oh, absolutely. So, yes. uh, as you say, with this, this gentle, gentle inner dialogue, it, it, it can sound in, incredibly bizarre to people that are not on this journey or who are embarking upon this journey because there's such a stigma attached to um, be, taking care of yourself having an inner dialogue what does that mean what you talk to yourself do you talk back actually yes I do <laughs> but I'm not mad I'm the sanest I've ever been and as you say I often will say come on now you're okay you know if there's something I will often say to my husband 
give me a day. Just give me a day to work through this. I just need to sit with myself and work through this. And then I start to feel my stomach starting to, you know, the knots coming out. Um, and I need to work through that on a, throughout the day because otherwise I will not sleep. And I have to actually have a moment where it's almost as though I compartmentalise it and I do put it in a box and say, there is nothing that you can do with this. There is nothing, if I can't, if it's out of my control. And for me, I, I, you know, I, I surrender it to God and I say, well, you'll need to take care of this. It's bigger than me. Take care of it because where I am in my journey, something, as you say, such as the, the letter, Lindsay, um, it can set us back weeks, months. It can, it can just all of a sudden take us out of this this path of healing and place us back into a cyclone. So we forget about the rest, relaxation, and sleep. Yes. Um, and it's only when our bodies really come out of that that we realise, I think, sometimes how important it is. Yeah, I I think with you saying that, um, that just brings to mind of don't try and incorporate all of this into your nighttime routine out of panic because your whole world's upside down. It's a step at a time, step at a time. So when something else does come in from the outside that feels like chaos is striking again, you're already in that routine. Because I think that's where I kind of fell over myself right at the beginning was I wanted to be able to meditate. I needed to do it right now because I need to feel calm. But I was in such a heightened state. Meditation wasn't even a thing I could bring into my world. I had to do very, very slow baby steps. So please don't Bring all that pressure on yourself if you feel like everything is in chaos at the moment. I said to my my husband at the beginning of the week when he went off to work because he's been having some challenges and I keep saying to, to him, eye of the storm, baby, be the eye of the storm where it is calm and the chaos can just keep going and going and going around you. But if you're in the eye of the storm, you know, you're there, it's calm, it's peaceful you're in a good place, you're grounded, you're balanced, and then you can deal with the chaos going on out, outside you and around you, um, which is what I'm trying to say with the nighttime routine and needing sleep and all that wind down. Keep moving through it a step at a time and it will all eventually come together. It's been three years for me and like I said, I am still trying my best to bring this nighttime sleep routine into calm, into peace, because things will come in from the outside world and knock you sideways. It's how you deal with it is what matters, not what has actually happened, but how you deal with it, how you perceive it, how you break it down, you look at it and then become peaceful and balanced with that situation or whatever it is that has gone on or happened, whether it's disease, whether it's finances, whether it's, I don't know, a work situation, whatever is going on in your life, this is for everyone, isn't it? This isn't just for people with SPS. This is life and living. Mm -hmm. Sleep. We all need to do it. We all need to do it. And I think you're absolutely right. This can't be forced. And I always say, this is always my advice, is if you're out of of sync in your body, if your body is just all over the place and your mind is almost dragging your body to places. Um, and you know, we, we speak of this, um, that beautiful quote 
um, that you started with and, and my regular saying of my mind's writing checks that my body can't cash. Oh, let me read it. Oh, well, have you not read? Oh, okay. It, it's here. It's, it's right here. here. It's on the it's on the calendar, beautiful souls. <laughs> oh. We, um, do you know what it was? Do you know what happened there is because we, we had our moment of meditation and you read that to, oh, to bring us into a moment of calm. So we did. please proceed. <laughs> let let me read it. Um yesterday is a cancel check. Tomorrow is a promissory note. Today is the only cash you have, so spend it wisely. Isn't that wonderful? And it's yes. very much like the spoon theory as well, you know, just if if family members are struggling to understand where this one dynamic individual who, who could spin all the plates and, and survived on four hours of sleep and wore it with a badge of honour that she didn't need sleep, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it using sometimes using um, theories like the spoon theory, um, allowing others to read it can sometimes help them understand why you, why you need to go into a state of rest and relaxation, why you can only manage to do an hour of something and then you have to go and rest for three or four hours. Um, so sometimes as well, just being able to help family members understand if, if, um, if perhaps you know, yeah. carers I think, and children... Um, yeah, I th- I think um, you you say in that brings us into um, the the segment of acceptance. Yeah. For even ourselves, mm-hmm. of only being able to do that wherever it is for a small amount of time, and like you said, then having to rest for those three four hours, or maybe the rest of the day until the following day. I know I've had this conversation with you quite a lot with. Uh, you know, I am most at peace. I find my healing being in nature, sitting at the mountain with my coffee. And I only get to do that maybe once, um, well, twice a week if I am lucky. And then I am flawed and I, 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 I have to stop that frustration with myself be accepting, be okay with that. Because if we can't be okay with that, M, how do we expect the people who love love us to understand and be okay with that? If you notice, it's our, our fight against ourselves that makes it so much harder. And this is why I say to you, I walk alongside SPS, I do not fight it. I walk alongside fatigue, I do not fight it. Am I always in that frame of mind? Hell no. Hell no. You know, and I will stamp my feet like a two-year-old and I will have a tantrum and I will be, but why? I want to do this. I want to be out in the world. I want to be working. I want to be making a difference. I want to be serving others. I want to be a good mum. I want to be a good wife, daughter, sister, granddaughter, and the list goes on and on and on. And then everything feels like it is coming in and like that. You know, I am not in the eye of the storm, am am I? You know, I am out there in the craziness of it. Mm -hmm. So come back to centre, have a chat with my beautiful friend and know all is well. All is well. All is well. And I think even just connecting with that is when you spoke of meditation and if you are listening to it or trying to follow a meditation, it can... If you can only manage five minutes, you can really start to 
allow that inner critic to come come on board and it's like oh gosh you can't even do the meditation I know I did that to myself this yeah. morning six o'clock with a morning gratitude medicate at uh, meditation I couldn't take the woman's voice I couldn't take the sounds I couldn't settle into it and I was like no no so I had to do my own silent in my own mind because I was like and I felt like that but then I had to let it go and say no it's okay maybe later maybe tomorrow yeah but all is well I'll get back to it it's fine yeah and, and I am I am very much like that at the moment where um some guided meditations I know Headspace has um, a panic button for people if, if perhaps that's a, an app that they're using it's not one that I use no me neither I didn't know that so yeah that's it, helpful it is helpful but as you say what I have found is actually bringing myself into my own guided meditation meditation um with um you know just going into the silence and doing a body scan um and really just talking myself through everything in that inner dialogue and as you say, there are many. In fact, I don't know the last time that I actually followed a full meditation. And I'll let you into a secret as well. Um, after completing um, that the 13 week of mindfulness, um, the course that I um, embarked upon as part of my, my journey, um, you know, I was referred into the Centre for Integrative Care. Um, often when the, I had to take myself off camera because I was so distracted um, and I had to have Monty there. He somehow, <laughs> the self-trained therapy dog's like, don't worry, I'm on my way. What do you need? Oh, he's beautiful. <laughs> and he his really head, is. He's, he's an angel. And, you know, he would just come and lie his head. Don't, don't get me wrong, Lindsay. He's benefiting from this as well because he's getting a good ear scratch, you know. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure if it's, if it's fully altruistic, his motion, <laughs> you know, his motivation. Um, but I would have to just sit with him and look into his face and do, you know, funny faces into his and, you know, bipper noses together. And um, and I felt awful, but I had, because when they were taking us through the meditation, I was panicking. Yeah. And I was thinking, I don't feel great. I'm not good in the morning. I've not had a good sleep. I know this should be a moment of rest and relaxation, but actually it's a scheduled moment of rest and relaxation it's almost like I have to be part of this which was wonderful and it, I, I found so much benefit I gained so much from it rather but somebody telling me now we're going to meditate was like I can't no my brain's not there I, my body's been in a place of I've had to sit up I've had to smile to the camera I've had to engage I can't suddenly switch off and go into a med you know a meditative state um so I think that's really important as well, not to be beating yourself up. Um, but if we flip this on its head and think about the benefits of rest and relaxation throughout the day, um, one of the things I love is a massage, and I've not been for one in a long, long time. Um, and I always remember reading about um, an hour of mass massage deep tissue massage can equate to seven or eight hours sleep and you have to be very careful when you see something like that in a health center it doesn't mean that you don't have to sleep that night it just means that your body's releasing serotonin it's allowing the melatonin levels to come up so you start to feel sleepy and you probably yeah. will start to feel sleepy more sleepy at bedtime um but you and i often speak of this like um i'm going to go for a snoo well for me it's a 10 minute snooze you sometimes you will say I'm, I'm going to go silent for a while um, I'm going to put my phone away I need to yeah. go and, and rest and 
how do you feel that that's factoring into our well-being journey? Um, so for me, those moments of silence, of guided meditation, I speak of this this cortisol, this adrenaline button. It just stops that button being pressed. I know my limit now. I listen to my body, and one of the the triggers, um, or not the triggers, rather the um, the signs is I, my swallow starts to to struggle. And I start to, yeah, Yeah. and I'm aspirating on my saliva and um, I can't swallow my medication. And, um, you know, my tongue feels as though it's falling to the back of my my throat and my neck can't support itself. And It's like the head feels too heavy. Yeah. Isn't it? It's it's a very strange sensation. But it's the heaviest part of the body is, is the head. Can, can I just ask you something, mm-hmm. Em? Just backtracking a little bit with regards to the, the massage. Touch is something I can't tolerate anymore. And I'm just wondering, when it's something so beautiful that can give so many health benefits, can you still, can you tolerate massage and, and touch? Yeah. Because... It, it either triggers me, spasm-wise, or it causes so much pain, even when... So when my husband rubs, like, my shoulders out and my back, the following day, it really, really hurts. So even though when he was doing it very gently, it was giving so much relief, so much tension release, the following day, I'm in bits, I feel yeah. like I've done sort of done sort of upper, you know an upper body workout. Yeah, I think that can be quite common if it's a deep tissue massage, um, but I I can tolerate a massage, and it's something actually that I really appreciate when my husband or one of the kids will just come and say, "I'll just rub that wee bit of your back, straighten that oh, back that's up, lovely, <laughs> straighten that back up, mum." And I'm like, "Oh gosh, okay, posture," um, but. I, I can relate to that because when I was in that really difficult spell, and I have a lovely friend um, who is a, an aromatherapist, but a um, complementary therapist as well. And, and we both know her from her, oh. her lovely skincare routine. Arc products. <laughs> yes. I love arc uh-huh. products. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> um, but she, she had said, let's try some reflexology. And I... I kid you not, and the touch was so gentle in my foot, um, but the next day I couldn't walk and I was scared. And when I messaged her, she said, that can be quite normal, but it wasn't really normal in the sense of inverted commas normal. It was my body just was like, what on earth are you doing to me? Yeah, I cannot take any more information or input. Just allow me to breathe, sleep and eat. That's all I need to do. Yeah. Um, Going straight back to basics of what does a baby need to survive? It needs to it needs nourishment. It needs sleep, um, and it needs to feel safe. And and that's basically what I would say is go back to basics. But I do enjoy a massage. It's something that I'm missing actually, to be honest with you, to be able to book myself in and say, right, iron out these creases, correct my posture, <laughs> do with me what you will. Um, Maybe there is something that you can treat yourself to for your birthday. Oh yes. Listen, I want to bring this up. I know you're laughing and you're like, please no. But um, Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay sent me a message. As I'm and, hiding. Yeah. She said, um, 
you know, I'm pushing 50 and I actually sent her a message back because we're both the same age. And I said to her, "Um, excuse me, but I'm not pushing 50. I'm resting in my early 40s. So please come back and rest in the early 40s. Maybe it was a, was it a typo? (laughs) No, it was a voice recording. (laughs) Oh dear. But as I say, you know, um, just this rest and relaxation throughout the day. I think we both are products of um, positivity and um, how this actually is beneficial, how this really can help with the SPS symptoms, um, heat, rest, relaxation, bringing you know, your, your um, attention to the breath, slowing down the mind, it is all a biological response as well. It's stopping the cortisol. It's trying to deal with symptom management so that it doesn't go into this florid um, and very difficult space of, of um, being very overly symptomatic, if that's even a, a phrase that, is, that could describe it um, aptly. Um, <clears throat> but even for those who are not experiencing SPS, it's something that I think everyone should should practice. I think um, just even if it's in your car and you, you have a takeaway coffee, is just sitting for five minutes and enjoying the moment with the coffee, being mindful of the coffee. And we've spoken of this, haven't we, of how yes. on those days I just feel the heat of my, my cup and my fingers and I enjoy having to move my fingers around so that they don't get burned with the, the heat coming off of a very hot cup of tea. And then, you know, just feeling it going down my throat and hitting my stomach and it's gentle and I'm breathing, you know, just blowing, allowing the, the steam to, to come off the cup of tea, just watching the cup of tea. It sounds bizarre, but it's it's so it's in a, a bubble of mindfulness. It's just a moment of being very present, very calm. So I can connect with that fully. The way you're talking about the cup um, is the way that... I am with nature. So watching birds mm-hmm. or the cloud watching or on, um, you know, if I'm not able to get out and about, everybody has clouds. Everybody has a sky over them, you know. So that is the one thing you can turn to if there are no birds, for instance, because of where you, you know, you live in. Maybe mm-hmm. you're, I don't know, in an apartment or something. Um, and there's not much greenery around you and what have you. But on the weekend, I was thinking about you actually saying to me, be more dog. Be more, be dog. more dog. I um, there, there was this squirrel that was drinking from um, a little waterfall that I caught on, on the camera when I was uh, videoing, videoing for some footage, you know, for our other videos. Um, and I was just in the moment with this squirrel we can learn so much about being in the moment when we look at wildlife and they just go about their business. Mm-hmm. They're so methodical, but they're in the moment, in the present, and just doing what they need to do to keep themselves happy, healthy. They rest when they need to. They eat when they need to. They drink when they need to. They play when when they want to and need to. Um, and I think it is just a beautiful um, place to be 
is just look, look at the birds, look at the squirrels, the rabbits, the deer. My husband sent me photos of deer yesterday. There are now four baby deers. And he was there in the moment, in the present, just being. And I think that is just a starting block for anyone just being. Absolutely. Lindsay, I think we could discuss this till the day is long. And I know our personal messages are full of chat on sleep and being one with nature and being more dog <laughs> being more like Monty being more dog <laughs> uh, yeah Monty's awareness and um, <laughs> philosophical approach to life is one of um, that I admire immensely and um, that and his uh, black fluffy curls that I speak of often they're so soft and bouncy and just everyone we're like come here and have a hug Monty but it's really because we love this the feel of him in the the heat that comes off him and the, the rhythm of his breath as well, you know, it's, it's wonderful. But as I say, I think we could discuss this till the day is long. Um, but I do, what I do think is being mindful of where we have been the last few days um, with our sleep patterns being disturbed and really needing to tap into our toolbox and pulling out everything and perhaps looking for extra tools is perhaps, um, this brings us to a place of natural clothes today to go and um, have some rest, relaxation and replenishment. Um, And I would encourage our listeners perhaps to take that opportunity to stop for, you know, a drink or if you're in the house, just to stop for a moment. And therefore, Lindsay and I um, had discussed last night that perhaps at the end of this podcast to encourage you just to, to stop, press pause have a moment of allowing your mind just to settle. Um, And therefore, we're going to leave you with one of our favourite sounds of nature, which is rainfall. Love the rain. (laughs) So um, thank you once again for joining us today. And I will just end with saying, enjoy the rainfall. Enjoy your moment of being present with yourself. Enjoy your moment of self-care. And until next time, lots of love. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We would love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, SPS Unscripted Podcast. If you would prefer to DM us privately, then do so with the Facebook Messenger app. We're also over on Instagram, SPS Unscripted Podcast 1, all one word. A gentle reminder, we are not medical professionals. This content is reflective of personal journeys where we follow advice from our medical teams.
and we strongly advise that you always consult your medical professional for advice.